Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Cannabis Review. I'm delighted to be joined on this episode by Dr. Lutz Harms, who's a senior director at GW Pharma in Germany. How are you keeping this morning, Lutz? I'm very well, thank you very much, Ian. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you very much. It's a Friday, we've had a bit of snow here in Dublin, so all is good in my world. Um, thank you very started. much. Pardon? W winter has started. It surely has, yeah. I think the Christmas feeling is starting to come around now. So thank you very much for taking your time to do this. I know you're a very busy man, and uh, hopefully we get to bestow some information on the audience. Can you maybe give everybody a quick little brief overview of how you ended up at GW Pharma as their first employee and your position in the industry? Yeah, happy to do that. Um, yeah, I'm a, a pharmacist and pharmacologist by, by education. And after my PhD, I started my business life uh, in big pharma for more than 20 years. And then in 2017, I joined GW to launch um, the first cannabis-derived anti-epileptic drug in rare childhood epilepsies. So that's what, where I uh, joined GW then. Very interesting. So the topic of this episode is what are orphan drug trials? Can you maybe give everybody an overview of what is an orphan drug trial and why are they important in the industry? Sure. Um, yeah, orphan drug trials, um, that, that's a clinical study uh, in, a, in a rare, rare disease. A rare disease is defined um, less than five people affected out of 10,000. So we are talking really few patients here that are suffering from really uh, sometimes very serious um, diseases with no effective treatment here. So uh, in this case, you start the clinical study to, to uh, prove the safety and efficacy uh, in this rare disease. Um, in some cases, um, these are uh, a few few weeks only uh, for, for this for this study, um, and in some sometimes in some cases it's um, taking you uh, even a couple of months uh, in order to start and then finish the study. Um, at the end of this trial, then usually you publish the results of the study in a peer-reviewed journal. So this is, this is all about a orphan drug trial. Okay, very interesting. So this seems to be one of the avenues that for cannabinoid-derived pharmaceutical products that orphan drug trials are maybe one of the best avenues for, for uh, biotechnology and technology companies to be taken. Is that correct? Uh, absolutely. I'm convinced that that's the, the way to go. Um, you have to, to prove... Uh, again, safety and efficacy, that's important for patients and their, their families uh, of, of anything that, that will become a, a reimbursed drug in the end for, for the sake uh, of, of these, these patients. Yeah, and I, I suppose the objective is to make evidence-based medicines and the, the evidence needs to come from trials? A absolutely correct. I just can echo what you, what you just said. It's all about the evidence-based Based medicine, and for this, you need the data in, in proven, statistically proven, um, public, published, peer-reviewed, uh, randomized trials. So uh, th there's nothing, nothing else than that.
Okay, next topic I wanted to jump onto was launching Epidiolex. Um, a, a lot of patients and a lot of consumers out there, th I don't think, would have a, a complete understanding or nuanced uh, overview of how a product like Epidiolex is created. Um, when it comes to the launch of Epidiolex, what was the exact process? What's the kind of time frame uh, 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 that you guys would have been working under? Yeah, so uh, this is basically once you have started an orphan drug trial, it has been successful and published. Then you go into the next phase to launch a drug. And uh, this is then all about you bring these studies um, to the regulators. In the US, it's the FDA. In Europe, it's the EMA. Uh, and they, you compile all your data you have. In, in our case with Epidiolex, um, it, it has been uh, five successful uh, studies to launch this product in two uh, rare childhood epilepsies. Um, all five were successful and showed exactly the same safety and efficacy. So, so we put everything together and brought it then to the, in Europe, to the EMA, and in, again, as I said, in, in the US to the FDA. Um, and this, uh, they, they, take, they take from the moment you submit your data uh, until they give you their assessment. Um, it takes you one year, uh, roughly, depending on the outcome and depending on the results you, you can offer. Um, and uh, once, and we did that in Europe, to, to say that we did that in Europe um, in 2018. And then uh, one year later, we received the approval in September um, to launch this drug in Europe. So that is really the, the milestone for, for any drug to be available for patients uh, in, in Europe. Yeah, and it seems to be very successful so far. And everybody understands or knows about the Jazz uh, Pharmaceuticals purchase of GW. When it came to the research and development of Epidiolex, was, was that a decade-long uh, R&D process? Because if, if I'm not mistaken, Epidiolex is derived from a, a strain of hemp that has a high con con potency of CBD. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, Epidiolex is a purified um, cannabidiol um, drug, uh, so it's THC free. Um, this is important to note because many people might combine THC, CBD, cannabis, all mix everything together. Though, so this is really pure cannabid cannabidiol um, uh, grown in uh, in the UK, grown in the in the UK, um, purified in the UK, and manufactured in the, in, in the UK. So uh, that's true. Exactly, it's a has been the second drug out of the GW research. The first one um, has been Sativex, a mixture of 50-50 mixture of THC and CBD cannabidiol for the treatment of uh, specific symptoms in, um, in MS. And when it comes to, excuse me, the future, obviously the blends and formulations of getting the rare cannabinoids and terpenes and having perfect blends and creating products out of that is, is the objective in the future. Do you see the biosynthetic companies playing a big part in that role? Because obviously with plant matter, you can't isolate a, a specific amount of the cannabinoids that it's going to have yeah. to be synthesized or fermented in some way in a, in a, in a bioreactor. You, you're, you're tipping on, on a... A critical topic maybe for for um, 
paving the path and the future for um, cannabis industry. Um, I'm sure uh, that there is much more to, to um, investigate and research and find into the, the, the various kinds of uh, cannabinoids. Um, and indeed, the quicker you are you to isolate different molecules, the quicker you can dive a bit deeper into the effect of these different molecules and um, for the sake of, of patients in many other diseases to come. Yes, very true. Very true. So last topic I'm going to jump on to before I let you go, I know you're a very busy man, is market access requirements. Mm. I noticed on my research that you guys in Germany have a, a process called the AMNOG process. Can mm. you maybe give everybody an overview? What is that process? And does every country have their own version of that? Or is it something unique to Germany? Mm. Uh, yeah, you are. You are. Uh... You're closing the journey journey of of a, of a drug basically uh, in in all countries after after the studies and after the um, approval in in Europe. You need obviously a, a price in in your market. The process is looking different country by country, and uh, in Germany we have the so-called Amnoc process, uh, which is which takes roughly one year. And it's a, it's a two-step process, if you like, and it starts um, with, a, with a new dossier you have to prepare based on your data. Uh, and you submit this dossier to the um, Federal Joint Committee, and they give you an early benefit assessment, a benefit assessment that, that brings your drug a little bit into comparison and contacts with existing drugs on the market. Um, not all, not only in terms of data, but more so also in terms of price. So, and, and based on this on this assessment, based on the dossier that, that you have prepared, um, you get you get one of um, a five scale um, benefit. Uh, and with this with this benefit assessment, you step into into the second phase, and the second phase uh, is a discussion and a negotiation with the with the sick funds in Germany and uh, depending on the on the scale you get on the on the rating you get um, you have um, the chance to discuss and negotiate a price that is finally reimbursed then in, in the market and with this you have not only an approved drug um, but also a reimbursed price uh, to make the, the the product available in the market, it is important to note in Germany that's still in, an exception in uh, in Germany. Uh, the, the day the day one after after the approval, you can you can bring this drug to patients. You can bring this drug on on the market. However, the price is negotiated afterwards, and then you get the full reimbursement. And that's the the third important step uh, to be mentioned and to be kept in mind. Very interesting. And to your knowledge, does every country around the world have their own process like the Amnog process that you have in Germany? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, UK has the famous uh, nice, <clears throat> nice process. Uh, France has a, has a different one and Italy comes uh, again different. Uh, so th these are many different kinds of 
setting the reimbursed price in depending on the country. Very good. Well, it's been great talking to you. One question before I let you go. In terms of the German recreational market, from a scale of 1 to 10, how <laughs> confident are you that the government are going to be able to actually bring a recreational market to fruition? Okay. Um, I, I, go, I, go on, I go on five, giving me a bit space. Uh, up and having a bit space down. Uh, I think devil is in the detail here. Uh, the willingness is there to do that. Um, I think here really uh, the, the question comes about the source of delivery, the quality, um, and in the, day, in, in, in the end, uh, how strongly uh, they want to keep an eye on, on quality, batch-to-batch -batch consistency, and we discussed it earlier on data. Yeah, yeah, very true. It's it, it seems to be a lot of hurdles ahead, and for uh, for the good of the European industry, hopefully Germany can be the leading way. But we saw Czech Republic bring out yeah. a, a set of rules there the other day, so I think uh, hopefully we've got a, a, an interesting industry ahead for the next five to ten years. Absolutely, it's been amazing talking to you. Let's thank you very much. Hopefully, we get to chat again in the near future, and we can get an update from everything that you're up to. But for now, thank you very much, guys, for watching, and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah.